This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Pony Stampede podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Billy Embody here to preview SMU Abilene Christian, 6 o'clock Saturday night in Ford Stadium on ESPN+. We'll have all your game coverage uh, from the press box as SMU kicks off its 2021 season uh, with a new starting quarterback, uh, but certainly lots of high expectations. And so we're going to talk a little bit about the Wildcats. Obviously, sometimes when you play some of these smaller teams, don't get as good of uh, kind of preview ability to do it since we don't cover them day to day. But I will say this, uh, the staff over there at ACU did a great job putting together their notes and uh, kind of giving us a quick guide on what to expect from the Wildcats. So let's jump right in, and then we'll get to kind of the SMU side of things uh, with what Sonny Dykes had to say and um, just kind of the feeling going into game week for the Mustangs. So head coach Adam Durrell uh, announced that Stone Earl, I hope I'm saying that right, will be the starting quarterback for ACU this weekend. Uh, He's one of three quarterbacks that was named a captain for the Wildcats this season, so kind of an interesting note. Um, But he did win the starting quarterback job over Peyton Manziel and Samaj Davis. Um, So he's going to be your starter. He's a redshirt freshman from Keller, uh, played at Birdville High, uh, so kind of right outside the Dallas area or in the Dallas area, however you want to put it, Um, 62203. He's going to be your starter. It'll be, uh, from what it seems, his first college action. So he won the starting job. Uh, and he's back after redshirting and, and uh, really didn't see too much time, but played pretty well in 2020 uh, against Army. Uh, middle of the season went two for two, uh, 23 yards. And then against Virginia on the road uh, late in the season in November, went 19 of 31 for, for 150 yards and a touchdown, added 13 carries for 20 yards uh, on the ground. So that's 61% completion percentage. That's pretty good. Uh, on the road again at Virginia um, to, to you know make that happen. And this is uh, ACU didn't play week zero. Uh, so again, St- Stone Earl getting his first uh, action of 2021. Uh, Jer- Jeremiah Dobbs, uh, Dobbins is back. Uh, he was the team's leader in rushing yards and touchdowns a season ago. Uh, the offensive line is, is really though what people are really looking at offensively because you know, last year there was some depth issues at six or seven uh, in practice, but this year they're they're much older. They're they're able to you know work more guys in there. Um, and here's the thing: I mean, they've got those guys coming back. Uh, they added some new faces as well. Um, but you know, the the guys up front include guys like Peyton Gertie, uh, Dylan Howerton, uh, who's actually Hayden Howerton's brother. So that's a pretty fun little note for you guys there. Um, you know, as uh, he is uh, one of the returning guys for, for ACU, Truett Knox, uh, Jacob Thielen, Mitchell Melrose, and Wyatt Tate are the returning guys up front uh, for ACU. And, you know, the thing about it, though, is, is this is a team that I, I think, you know, SMU should have its way with. 
but it's a good um, test, you know, defensively for Jim Levitt right away. This is a quarterback that has played well against a Power Five team. Uh, they're certainly, uh, you know, they had a quarterback competition, but that's been settled, uh, and they, you know, have their guy, and he played well against a Power Five team. So you need to um, you need to really think about this game and and say, okay. Um, what is uh, what's SMU's game plan going to be uh, to stop Stone Earl um, and slow him down and, and and be able to control the game? And I think that you know for him, uh, Jim Levitt's going to rotate guys. We just got the depth chart from from SMU on um, on Wednesday uh, before we got to planning this podcast, and there were kind of some surprises in a way. Um, you know, one for me is is Kiki Burns not starting. But Jimmy Phillips has really had a strong camp at outside linebacker, uh, and, and that's something to to watch as they continue to kind of really um, work through what they're going to, um, you know, quite honestly, you know, roll out as far as personnel packages um, and and how they want to attack uh, this ACU offense and um, and try to control the game. And so that, that'll be something to watch. I, I think that um, with the secondary being much improved, at least at the corner position, safety's kind of a wild card. Trevor Denbo and Chase Cromartie are going to be your starters back there. Uh, they're going to have to really show, um, you know, what they can do uh, defensively uh, in the safety position because, you know, AC is one of those teams, they do get some of those athletes that are kind of undersized and able to make plays. Um, that's kind of the thing to watch. Um, but then on the defensive side of the ball, they've got two returning captains in Coy Richardson, a defensive back, and Quinton uh, Titra on the defensive line. Uh, Richardson's one of the better players on this team. I mean, he's he's going to be somebody that SMU is going to try to uh, obviously take advantage of uh, with some of their wide receivers that they've got rolling out there. Um, but really, uh, he's been playing for a long time. I mean, he made his debut as a freshman back in 2017. Uh, he's a super senior, and he's somebody that, um, you know, is going to be uh, a key for, for SMU um, when it comes to, uh, you know, getting on the field and, and uh, knowing where he is. He's an Anglinton, Texas native, redshirt senior, um, 5'11", 178. He's somebody to watch. And, and uh, Quint uh, Titra. Uh, 6'2", 286. He's going to be in the middle of that defense. Um, and he's been playing a lot of football uh, back in 2019. Uh, 15 ta- tackles, two uh, tackles for loss, one sack. Um, and I'm pulling up his 2020 stats here too as well um, for, for ACU. But uh, 27 tackles, again, two tackles for loss. Um, no sacks on the year, so didn't, didn't really make a, a push in that respect. But those are your two guys that are returning captains for the Wildcats on defense, um, and, and they're going to uh, they're going to be guys to watch for sure. And they've got two linebackers: Greg Greg Green, Hunter Cure, and then Brian Bullock's another defensive back to know on the Wildcats. So that's kind of your down and dirty preview of ACU, um, what they're going to uh, bring to the table in this contest. Uh, SMU and ACU played back in 1925, and SMU won 52-7. Um, that was the only other meeting in this one, and uh, but it's really it's time to time to strap it up for SMU and see what they can do. Uh, expectations are high. You know, Tanner Mordecai 
takes over as a starter for Shane Bouchelle, beat out Preston Stone and Derek Green. Uh, and really, you know, talking with him, and he's a really low-key guy, but talking with him uh, on Tuesday after practice, he just said it's been a long time coming. You know, he's going to do what he wants to do, uh, you know, within the game plan. He's going to play uh, his own way in a way. Uh, he's not going to really change who he is, and, and he's just going to let it fly. And he, he said there's going to be some nerves, you know, getting his first start. Um, there's going to be uh, that natural nervousness, uh, and he's really – excited to get out there and show what uh, SMU can do offensively. You've got Reggie Robertson healthy, ready to go. Jordan Curley's going to back him up, but I think you're going to see a ton of him uh, in um, in um, in action. Uh, he had such a strong camp. Uh, I think you're going to see him play a lot, especially in this opener, get his feet wet after he opted out in 2020. And then you've got uh, Danny Gray and Rasheed Rice, uh, as well as Grant Calcaterra, in the starting offense. Ulysses Bentley got the start at running back. Trey Siggers is going to play a ton. Tyler Levine going to play a ton. Um, but don't be surprised to see just as much Trey Siggers as you do Ulysses Bentley. I think both complement each other very well. Uh, SMU is going to look to hit some big plays, obviously, and kind of get this one wrapped up, taken care of early on, and get some of these younger players some reps. Um, but I do think SMU is going to use uh, – a good rotation, a good heavy dose of Ulysses Bentley and Trey Siggers. You know, they want to be physical up front, and I think the offensive line is going to have a chance to show the work they've put in on that front. And then defensively for SMU, uh, you know, I do think that, uh, one, you know, people look at the depth chart and immediately freak out that, you know, someone like Jahari Rogers isn't starting. Bryce McMorris wins one of the corner spots. But look, I mean, Bryce McMorris enrolled early. He's physically ready. He's not some 5'10", 170-pound freshman that won the starting job. Uh, he's all of six foot. Uh, he's probably the heaviest defensive back they've got. I bet you he's 185, 190. He's physically ready to go, and he's had a really, really good camp. And Jim Levitt's going to rotate his corners. You know, Armani Johnson's going to play a lot. Jahari Rogers is going to play a lot. Those guys in the secondary at the safety position are going to be rotated as well as those, quite honestly, position battles still work themselves out. But SMU likes Chase Camardi back there. They moved Trevor Denbo back there, who's really, really big. I think we're going to see them in nickel a good bit. Um, so we're going to see three corners on the field. Where does Brian Massey fit in is probably the question I've got. He was nicked up a little bit towards the tail end of camp, but he's back now uh, on the field. And uh, he's kind of a wild card in that safety room. We've talked about him a lot. He's somebody that can really change the complexion of this defense, in my opinion. If, if he really puts it all together, he's got speed. He added physicality, added weight in the offseason. And what he brings to the table is really going to be uh, key for this defense because they're going to need guys to rotate. Chase Cromarty was nicked up in early in fall camp, looks ready to go. Trevor Denbo, he's got to prove it that he can be the guy back there. You know, it didn't work out last time. It, he battled through injury when he played linebacker last year. Uh, this is the year for him that he's got to put it all together uh, for this defense. Up front, you know, this is a defensive line that's going to rotate as well. You know, Terrence Newman won the starting job over Mike Williams, uh, who had a good camp as well. Um, Elijah Chapman and Will Jones, no surprise there. Uh, we, had, we had them as the top two uh, nosed um, uh, defensive tackles, I guess, in this defense uh, with Terrence Newman and Mike Williams at nose. And then you've got Devere Levelston, who's had an outstanding camp starting at defensive end uh, with Gary Wiley I th or uh, Harrison Loveless backing him up 
Um, and Harrison Loveless kind of trimmed down. I kind of saw him the other day and kind of realized it, and then the depth chart came out, and he was 292. So Harrison Loveless is going to play a lot. Junior Ajo is still going to play a lot. A lot of people were surprised he didn't make the two deep for SMU, but he's going to play a lot. This is a defensive line that has some uh, depth to it. And then at linebacker, you've got Delano Robinson and Shane Haley starting. Isaac Slade, Matutia uh, is going to play as well. Um, and 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 play a lot. Quite honestly, he knows his defense. Uh, he he said it's uh, like riding a bike uh, again with training wheels. So he uh, is is learned to ride the bike. The training wheels will eventually come off as he gets back into Jim Levitt's defense. And then I'm interested to see how Richard Moore looks behind Shane Haley. How much does he play? Uh, he came on strong at the back half of fall camp. Really started to look the part, especially in the red zone and goal line situations. Um, so this team, I'm, I'm excited to see what they do. Um, couple housekeeping, Blake Mazza wins the kicking job. Matt Frange, uh, wins the punting job. Uh, Mazza is going to handle both kickoff and, uh, uh, place kicking, um, or, um, you know, field goal duties from what it seems on the depth chart. I think we'll see Brendan Hall get in there and s- see what he can do in a game as well, especially this being, you know, a non-conference game that SMU expects to take care of business in. Jordan Curley is going to be. Uh, the kick and punt returner, which is a good thing. He's uh, certainly got a lot of explosiveness to his game, and that that keeps guys like Reggie Robertson and Danny Gray off the field for an extra play in a way, keep them healthy and ready to go. Jordan Curley's just so durable. Uh, he's going to be able to do just about everything for SMU that they ask of him, and there's not too much concern that he's going to get nicked up. He's He played start to finish in fall camp without injury, if I am remembering right. Uh, he's going to be probably the breakout player. Um, so when I look at SMU, uh, as we get into uh, preseason predictions, um, you know, one game one, I think SMU is going to take care of business. Uh, that That's going to be very clear. Uh, I think they're going to show uh, the type of team that they are and and what they can do and 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 set the tone right for this season, which is what Sonny Dyke said was most important going into this one, uh, is that they wanted to set the tone right, not have to continue to build towards a a clean, strong game, you know, against the North Texas or Louisiana Tech or have it all come together at TCU. They want to set the bar very high. And I think they do that. I think they win comfortably something like 52 to 7 against Abilene Christian, 52-10 or something like that, uh, and take care of business uh, in Ford on Saturday. Um, And now I'm going to kind of roll out my rapid fire preseason predictions for SMU uh, in terms of how they finish this season. I think they get a win at North Texas. I think they go on the road and beat Louisiana Tech. Gets them to three and zero heading on the road to TCU, and I think they take it again uh, from TCU. I think SMU is really talented. I think Jim Levitt's going to be able to create different pressures and and confuse TCU's offense, which is still trying to find its way. Um, so I'm I'm going to pick SMU to beat TCU. I think it's going to be another close one, but. SMU is going to be able to you know, go on the road once again and, and keep the iron skillet in town. Uh, SMU opens at home in conference play against South Florida. I think SMU takes that one fairly comfortably. That program is still rebuilding there, but I, I do think they're going to be ones to watch you know, in the future as they get the talent back there. At Navy in the middle of the season should be you know, not a cold, uh, blustery November night uh, on the road. Instead, it's the early, early October in Annapolis. I'm going to predict SMU to win that one as well. They host Tulane on Thursday night in uh, late October. I'm picking SMU to win that one. 
I've got SMU going to Houston and coming away with a win, but probably a tougher game as they you know, might very well be looking ahead to another road matchup at Memphis. This one is one that I could see SMU quite honestly faltering in. Um, it's a it's just still a tough Memphis team. And and I'll I'm gonna go ahead and pick SMU to lose this game against Memphis. Um, and then go go uh, the next week with a win against UCF. I think there's kind of some question marks around UCF still. And Gus Malzahn and Herb Hand is the offensive line coach, which I think actually helps SMU um, a little bit. So I'm going to go ahead and pick SMU to beat UCF at home. SMU's played really well at home for the most part uh, under Sonny Dyke. So I'm going to pick SMU to beat UCF. And then... I, I think they end up, you know, Cincinnati, I'm trying not to be a homer on this one. And this is a tough thing with predictions, you know, because we're trending towards a 10 win season for SMU. But at the same time, this is a Cincinnati team that I think deserves respect. They're probably not going to be as good as they were last year. Um, Marcus Freeman is gone, the defensive coordinator. They've got some new faces there. But I just think it's going to be too much Cincinnati on the road. Um, another close game, you know, it was very close going into the fourth quarter for SMU last year. But for now, I'm going to pick Cincinnati to win. But I do think SMU finds itself in the AAC title game because they're going to beat Tulsa at home the next weekend during that Thanksgiving weekend. And, you know, in the end, we'll see what happens. SMU Cincinnati in the AAC title game, and maybe they end up bouncing back enough to, uh, to win that AAC title and, and on the road and kind of avenge it. Um, I want to pick SMU to beat Cincinnati. I think they have the players to do it. But right now, I think I've got to give them their due in the preseason, and SMU is going to have to prove it to me in November. So a 10-2 and two season with an AAC title game appearance is what I've got in the cards for SMU. Uh, Memphis trips them up you know, um, you know, know, to kick off November, but they end up finding a way into that AAC title game um, taking another step forward in the program, and who knows, maybe they end up winning the AAC title. Um, but SMU is going to have to, um, you know, fight through uh, the the tough November schedule, and it is it is a tough one. It, it's you know one that certainly um, uh, has all the tough games uh, you know in it. Um, you've got UCF, Cincinnati, Tulsa, Memphis. I mean, that is like that's as tough as it gets. And, um, you know, maybe maybe they can get by uh, a, a Memphis and, you know, be uh, in that, you know, five and one or, or excuse me, uh, in that seven and one uh, mark in conference play um, and, and be right there with Cincinnati. I think last year, you know, you look at the two uh, teams in Cincinnati and Tulsa, both undefeated in conference play. I think that was a weird year, obviously. You know, some games were were left unplayed and, uh, you know, maybe it gets back to, um, you know, what we saw in uh, in 2019 where there's, you know, one loss team um, in, in from both divisions. Uh, obviously, there, there's no divisions anymore with the AAC, but, you know, I think we could see a one loss team um, sneak in uh, and play Cincinnati, who I think could very well go undefeated in league play this year. Um, 
and I think SMU is going to be the team that that's uh, you know Cincinnati faces, and I do. I think somehow SMU finds a way in. Maybe they look make me look dumb, and they take you know take out Memphis. You know, leave no doubt, and um, you know their one lone loss during the season is is against um, against Cincinnati. So it's kind of a tough road with two losses, but I just think we're going to see a little bit more. Um, of this league beating itself up this year. That's just my take on it. Um, so I'm going to go with SMU with a 10-2 and season, AAC title game appearance. Um, you know, Maybe it ends up being 11-1, but I, I mean, I'm really high on what Jim Levitt can do for this team to give it the next step. And then uh, I think this offense is just too good. And if they're consistent enough and the, the changes up front physically for SMU's offensive line are what they've been talking up and what they are, uh, on paper and, and, and all of those things, this team should be in the AAC title game. That's Those are the expectations, and quite honestly, it shouldn't be acceptable if, if they aren't. You know, I mean, it, they could take a step forward and have a 10-win season and miss out on the AAC title game, beat TCU. That's a good, really good year. But if they aspire to you know win titles and, and be in the AAC title game, uh, they've got to take that next step, and that means winning in November. And um, I think they're going to do that in a big way against UCF. I'm not ready to pick them to beat Cincinnati. And I think somewhere along the way they get tripped up. And I, quite honestly, it's probably Memphis. So um, that's kind of my take on the season. SMU's played really well at home. Uh, I think they're going to be able to take care of business at home this year. Um, and they have some tough road games. And they've got to take the next step on the road as a team uh, to be in the AAC title game. So uh, right now I've got SMU 10-2. and two with an AAC title game appearance somehow. Uh, and so that will kind of wrap up this edition of uh, the Pony Stampede podcast. And I'm excited uh, for coverage of the season to begin, uh, games to begin. We got a little taste week zero uh, with some teams facing off, but now it's time for SMU to kick off its season. Hope you guys will join us on PonyStampede.com for full coverage of the 2021 season. We'll have all the news, notes, and coverage you guys need to get through it. Uh, so with that, hope you guys enjoyed this edition of the podcast. You can leave us a rating, leave us a review, and hit that follow button wherever you catch your podcast at. Uh, and keep it locked on Pony Stampede for all the latest. Hope everybody has a great weekend on the boulevard and watching the game from wherever you are. Uh, and we'll catch you after with all the post-game reaction and news. So keep it locked on Pony Stampede and have a great weekend, everyone. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.